Welcome back to the fourth episode of That's Ride the Podcast. We took a little break last week, but we're back again. And this week, Molly and I, Enya, are discussing sustainable fashion. So this story was actually the very first story that appears in issue 001. It's the first story in chapter one, which is Threads, which is all about fashion. And it's a piece I wrote entitled Green is the New Black. And it features interviews I conducted with Keelan Moncrief and Rhian O'Donovan. Um, I think most people know who Keelan is. Um, she, as she says herself, is an anti-blogger blogger, which I think is actually a really great way of describing her. She's an activist for sustainable fashion and the environment, but she's an advocate for other things too and uses the platform she has on Instagram and YouTube to discuss lots of things. Um, then Reen, on the other hand, is someone who I think is a little lesser known, but she's someone I definitely think everybody should get to know. Um, she graduated from fashion at Limerick School of Art and Design almost a year ago. And she briefly moved to San Francisco, but unfortunately, because of COVID, she got dragged back here again. Um, but the main thing that attracted me to Rian when doing this story is her sustainable approaches to her fashion degree. Um, I knew of her using boiled avocado pits to dye her fabrics pink, as opposed to using artificial dyes with harsh chemicals. And I just thought that was so cool. So when it came up that I was going to do this story, I was like, I need to interview this girl. And I just learned so much more interesting <laughs> stuff about her through the interview. Um, so the story itself, as I said, it's called Green is the New Black. And I kind of started off by just mentioning that I basically I say fashion sustainability has become much of a buzzword in recent months and I think this still kind of stands like it's probably even expanded more since I've written this story in ways it kind of feels like the true kind of meaning of sustainable fashion and why it got started in the first place it kind of has been lost in translation somewhere like it's kind of almost a bit of a trend now like just becoming a bit of like a cliche I guess everybody's kind of hopping on the bandwagon even people who are still, you know, the influencers who are, who are still selling and promoting fast fashion stuff are also incorporating in sustainable fashion. Um, so I guess there are kind of questions about that. Like, what do you think of that, Molly? Um, I guess I suppose you have to look at it from a way that like, I suppose it's good that people are making the effort. But I have to agree, like, I just think that it's, I don't know, it's a bit, it's a bit of a farce, really, like that if people are promoting two different things because they stand for completely different kind of sides of two arguments like yeah it's like goes back I guess to that whole thing you know about um pretty little thing having like the selling the t-shirts that are like empower women and stuff and then they're the ones who are hiring yeah. like um you know, women yeah. and children to make all their stuff it's kind of just becomes like it's become a bit of a slogan like sustainable fashion and like the truth yeah. of it, like the facts have been lost somewhere. I was actually talking to, I think it was, I don't know who it was anyway, it was like two days ago. And like they were saying about like how Pennies is bringing out like a sustainable line and how good that was. And I was like, but that is literally just jumping on the bandwagon of a trend. Like they're not yeah. actually doing anything to like stop like their practices in like the other field. Like, and I think that just kind of, I think for from that sense, it is a trend and like it is a good trend. Like, like everyone should be getting on, jumping on the bandwagon, like, it is a good thing. But at the same time, like, it's just, you can't have, like, you can't have it both ways. Like, you can't have a sustainable line, but then still continue to, like, I don't know, like, employ people under living wage. Like, It's just also, I feel it's, like, fast fashion houses and stuff are, like, looking for loopholes. Like, they're just, if they do, like, one yeah. thing, like, I don't know, like, reduce the amount of, like, 
artificial like toxins or whatever they're using in their chemicals then they can like label that thing as being like oh sustainable exactly because it's just one element but then they're ignoring all the other stuff but then people see sustainable and they're like oh i heard that's cool like i seen this influencer promoting sustainable fashion i'm gonna buy that um so i think it's just like well like capitalism just does that anyway like tricks people and manipulates them so like definitely and i don't think like it is a vicious cycle um like to get kind of get change in regards to this like I suppose you have to kind of turn the people at the top if that makes sense like you have to kind of it has to be the big people yeah. it has to be like CEOs of companies or like you know it has to be big companies yeah, the that, big corporations yeah that decide like look we actually have to make changes um but yeah that's why even today when we were making this podcast I was like I hope pe- when people see sustainable fashion that they don't like roll their eyes and like yeah. <laughs> skip past it because yeah. there's there's so much talk about it like it's so heavily like saturated I feel like people are almost sick of hearing about it but the I thing is so I don't too. think a lot of the time you're not hearing like the right things about it like it's so heavily out there on the internet now but it's literally just like you know it would just be like oh here's my top sustainable fashion brands or whatever on like Instagram and stuff it's like aside from people like Keelan I can't really think of other people who actually take the time to go into the actual finer details yeah. and be like look these I are the facts true. this is that. it like do you know so yeah I don't yeah. know that's why even when I was doing this story I was like right I actually I don't want it to just be another like basically an Instagram post being like here's the top yeah. five influencers to follow for sustainable fashion here's the top five places to shop it was like I actually wanted to tell the facts and be like look this is what's going on because you should know because I think if people did know the details more they would be more motivated yeah to change their habits I think that as well and um I was actually I had like a fast fashion um webinar thing um a couple of weeks ago and um they just made like <laughs> oh, that's a, so cool yeah they made like a really like interesting point about like we'll say like Primark and Mango and all that stuff and to do with pricing and I thought it was really interesting to mention because basically they're saying that like do you know the way we pay like i don't know how much for a top like you walk into a shop and pay a fiver for a top if you were to charge an yeah. extra 157 for that top the people in the likes of bangladesh and all those places would actually be getting um a fair wage like it's a literally it's so like one euro 57 yeah. cent like imagine that like i'm just charging that little bit extra they would be getting it's crazy yeah it's such greed like but and like, even like if you think about it before fast fashion came in and it's like everybody had way like better quality clothes like and they yeah. would last you so much longer and like join you'd actually have like decent brands like yeah. not saying a lot of them I know they weren't didn't have fair trade really either yeah. like they're treating employees but in terms of like the actual quality but now it's like we we buy so much more it's just insane like really yeah it's completely and it's convenience as well like everything has just become like it's become normalized to spend like a hundred euro yeah, on completely. like I hate like name dropping brands but like I don't know like Pretty Little Thing or Boohoo where misguided like spending a hundred euro on them has become like the normal and you're getting like so yeah. much for that whereas like if you actually went out and bought like two pieces for that like you'd have something for life like you'd have something like that's good exactly. quality and well made and like I just I just think it's way better like that it should be quality over quantity because like that stuff from Boohoo like doesn't last like at all like it's so true they have and like there's them. two sides as well to the whole like sustainable fashion thing in that like there's the em- employees the workers and their treatment and then there's the actual like quality and the actual environmental exactly. aspects yeah. I feel like sometimes people forget the other side of it you know when you're talking yeah. about sustainable fashion because I guess sustainability is more to do with 
the environment, like the actual exactly. word sustainability. Yeah. But then there's also like the worker. Uh, sometimes I think it's actually the workers that trouble me more than the it environmental is, I, aspects. I, I, I'm the exact same. And yeah, it definitely is like the treatment of other people. Like, I don't think like, yeah, oh. especially um, I don't think you should be able to like degrade some other human to make your clothes. Like, I just don't believe in it like and it's just it's so wrong but we're just so like distant from it we're so detached that like nobody actually realizes it you know if you forget about it like you you can distance yourself from it like you can walk into pennies buy a top and not think about it but it's like i don't know i just like because you're how many thousands of miles away from bangladesh you know you're not like it's so easy to just be like okay out of sight out of mind yeah whereas people if people saw like a direct like their direct like impact that they're having on someone else like if they were to see like who actually made their top or like and to see the effect it has on their family like I think people would have a completely different opinion on it like same like I actually mentioned in the story um I'll just read it what I have um the collapse of the Rana Plaza in Bangladesh killing 1134 garment workers back in 2013 shot this issue right into the media's eye but since then workers continue to work 96 hours seven days a week and the rest of the world have gone back to blissful ignorance and I think that's so true it's like you know in the news especially now like everything's so fast-paced like literally especially right now with coronavirus you like there's updates every hour not even like every day yeah um but like it's like it just things become such old news so quick like it's so sad how like almost desensitized we are like you can feel sad when you hear like about the death of someone or doing like a tragic accident like that like you feel sad in the moment but you forget about it the next day like but those people can't forget about it you know that's like the other side of it exactly yeah I I bet that webinar was interesting Molly yeah it was it was it was with um the NUIG style society so it was kind of like I said like sure I was at nothing else like so I said I may as well sit in on it and like we've just like a load of That's information so cool. um about like just like how like fast fashion is basically like such a huge player in the world like as in like for like um oil like it's, I think it's second isn't it have you that in the story and I think you do yeah I think I, it's second I think I have that in my story yeah it's second to oil um in Harman like the, the world's like and like I said before, it's yeah, it's a close second to oil in contributing to greenhouse gases due to the mass amounts of energy used during its production, manufacturing and transportation processes. Yeah, so like that's like huge. Like and people, madness. you wouldn't think that like you wouldn't think that at all. Mm, yeah, I think as well, people forget, you know, the transportation side of things. Obviously, yeah. if there's so much online shopping, there's going to be so much like delivery exactly. and like. Yeah all of that um and as well um do you remember a few weeks ago about the barnsley i think it's barnsley in the uk about asos did you hear about that no I it was hear. to do with like i actually don't know the whole story because i've only like a bullet point written down about it from that seminar but it's to do with like how like they the workers i think were being like working like ridiculous amounts of hours and like they were all on top of each other and they weren't following um like the workplace practices for covid and stuff um because they oh the volume of orders was so crazy because of obviously everyone was in lockdown like and that's only in britain like like that's right in our doorstep that's like insane isn't it that crazy like oh, they were it's being actually crazy but even in coronavirus you see how like like those big like corporations or like the fast fashion industry yeah. is like taking coronavirus and twisting it to be like oh yeah, yeah. You need this. yeah you need this to be at home where nobody can see you yeah like no you don't no but 
yeah it's actually crazy it's just so like money grabbing like yeah I don't know it's mad that's why I think really at the end of the day the only way to like really um stop this is there has to be like more incentives for like like money and stuff as in like for companies I think it was don't quote me on this because I could be wrong but a while ago like I did like some research on this because I was so curious like what other countries are doing and I think it was like Sweden or somewhere like that and that they have like um or even England were actually looking to bring this in that like if you used um like better quality like materials and materials with like less harmful chemicals that the government would like reduce the tax that it costs oh. for you, like you to produce those or something, That's which I thought so was good. a really good idea because if there's tax incentives, like because literally at the end of the day, it's like it's money. Like that's yeah. it's not about love and clothes or anything. It's about what yeah. it can make you. So like if there's incentives like that on taxes and all, then sure, those people will want to do it. You know, exactly. I thought that was so clever. It um, is like, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think people need they need to start thinking more about that because it's so sad to say, but like at the end of the day, I don't think it's enough to tell people oh like think about the morals think about the workers think about the environment people don't that's not enough to make people to fill their pockets with money basically (laughs) it is all to do with profit yeah which is sad but like if you want to see results i think that's the direction like the world is going to have to head in but i guess it's good it's another positive like you can look at it either way but like i think it's best to see it as a positive that obviously countries are starting to think about that like if they've thought of tax incentives like hopefully in the ne- I know it's not top of their agenda at the moment sustainable fashion or any yeah. of this but especially with coronavirus but like hopefully in recent years like, all you can do is hope that they would start to take it more seriously yeah. and think about this stuff um I think um one thing that's kind of helping that is those um what are they are they the sustainable development goals for the UN I think oh yeah, for, yeah. I think it's 2030 that they're like that's their target for it. so I think like I think countries are kind of taking them a lot more seriously now as well because um, I had to do um, an essay for that for college and I did it on like ethics and stuff like that and they came up a good bit and like it kind of just shows like that governments so are doing a bit more f- in along those lines not obviously to do with sustainable fashion or like stuff like that but people are taking a lot more notice of it and I think those goals are kind of like good, though, giving yeah. people a direction and um, you're kind of into this stuff though aren't you Molly like you have your fashion page and stuff yeah um I don't know I kind of like I suppose it was like a year and a half ago I decided like that I would completely stop buying um from like all like brands that I don't that don't follow like ethical practices so to say and I did it more so for the like like you said earlier to do it like workers and stuff like that and like the treatment of workers because I was kind of like that's wrong like no one should have to like you know get paid like I don't know whatever it is like like, like, an hour to make yeah to pay to make my clothes like that that isn't right like what side of a world do I live in if I like agree to that like and I just had like complete like shift towards it and I just stopped buying places like that and like a few months later then like I set up um foppish fashion on Instagram um just to kind of like I don't know why you did it just like show off my outfits and I suppose show that you can do stuff yeah because you were kind of like you cropped stuff and upstyled things didn't you you still do yeah you can do stuff like that you have yeah you have like there's so much stuff that you have at home that like even if you think like oh it's useless now or whatever there's definitely something you can do with it like I am not the most creative person in the world like I actually am not like but like just like play around with things and you can always find something like to I don't know like just change it or even cut a bit off it like and you would be surprised like what you can get 
like um at the moment like I have like it's like this really like big it's a, it's actually a men's um jumper um it's completely white and I got it in a charity shop for three euro I think and at the moment I'm actually coloring it in like with sharpies oh, that's so and like cool. trying to change it yeah, and, like, apparently, like, if you, like, iron it down and then, like, put it in the dryer on a really high heat, like, the, the dyes won't run, like, the colour actually won't run. That's so, like, so there's cool. definitely stuff you can do that, like, and that's why I started Foppish, like, there's definitely stuff you can do that, like, I just know that you can upcycle your wardrobe, like. Yeah, make and, like, it especially, like, yeah, and, like, re- I hate when, like, people, like, have a thing about, like, only wearing something once. And I think people are definitely getting over that, like, that's... Yeah, I think that's kind of old. That's definitely, yeah. But like, there's so much you can do with one piece of clothing, like, and you wouldn't realize it. Like, they just play around with it. Like, I have like a lot of my wardrobe is still in Galway, um, because I haven't fully moved out yet. And I did a blog post on like sixties fashion last week, I think. And I had like a load of ideas in my head for this blog post, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna use a load of my clothes now because I do have a lot of 60s themed clothes and then I realized that most of them were actually in Galway so I had to like make do and I actually found that there was so like I could put together so many different types of clothes that I would never have thought of putting together yeah. like different like looks and stuff that I would never thought of before and like I really like I kind of like wanted to make a point of it in my post as well I was like you actually there's so much you can do and you wouldn't realize it. You wouldn't realize things match unless you try them on together. Yeah, and like when you so put like, your think... mind to it, like it's actually so much fun. I exactly, feel like, yeah. especially now, like we're stuck in our houses. I know we can like meet our friends and stuff now, um. But like, still, you're gonna be spending a lot of time at home. It's the perfect time to just exactly. play around with like the stuff you have. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why go and buy stuff online? You don't need it. You know, like just exactly make do what you have. I think as well there is like, even if you do have like the temptation to buy stuff online there is a load of like um vintage shops that have like actually moved online now because of the coronavirus and as well as that there's um they've actually moved charity shops online which I think is so Oh my so god cool. I didn't know that. Yeah that's there's so like cool. a website it's called oh I, I have the name written down somewhere oh Thriftify I think that's how you pronounce it. Thriftify. And okay. um yeah and they have like um a load of different charity shops and just like a pieces from different charity shops all over the country I think it is the coolest yeah, idea that's such a good Cause idea I, I actually yeah because I love going into charity shops and finding pieces and like the stuff is fairly cheap as well like you know it's still you're still getting deals and stuff on it like so I think that's a really good idea yeah no that is a really good idea so another statistic I mentioned in the magazine is I'll just read it out um, a whopping 20% of industrial water pollution comes from textiles treatment and dyes used in the clothing production process. Like, that's insane. Like, you know, that's basically saying dyes make up for 20%. Like, that is just... Like, it makes sense, though, I guess. Like, because nearly all clothes are dyed. Um, but I thought... I mentioned already, but I just thought that was so interesting that Rian, who um, I mentioned to, is, she features in this, that she started... She figured out that by um, boiling avocado pits, it can turn the water like a salmony pink. And um, yeah. you can use that to dye your clothes, which is just I, so cool. And I thought it was so funny. She was I saying, think that's so she literally went, yeah. yeah, isn't it? She literally <laughs> went around to like Canteen, which is, if you're not from Limerick, it's like a restaurant in Limerick. And she went to Boojum as well. And she used, they used to just give her big buckets of avocado pits that she would use to like dye her that fabrics and stuff. 
but isn't that so cool and like um she like sells she has like her own um collection now um i think it's just called yeah. rain i'll link it in the um I'll link it link below <laughs> um, but um, I'll, I'll link it um in the on the instagram um but she makes like really cool stuff and she does loads of like custom orders but she was telling me that like she did a custom order for someone and she dyed the fabric using like crushed berries which is so cool and i thought it was such a nice idea That's too unreal. that she included extra of the mix like of the berry mix just in case that yeah. it would happen to like fade a bit for the per- like the person who she made the order for and i just thought that that's was so good as well because like that's also just showing like you know incentive like okay there's okay natural dyes mightn't it, last as long but here's an extra bottle so like that you can make it last you know yeah. and then you're kind of more involved in the process of like your clothes yourself like even if you haven't made it but like if you need to top it up like to dye it you you have the resources to do it yourself um so i just thought that and was yeah, really i really cool. agree with that yeah it's a nice idea i just think it? like like because before, like, even, like, I don't know, I keep coming back to this, but, like, it, during, like, when I was writing that post about the 60s, like, it kind of, like, I realised, like, how much people were, like, as you say, like, way more involved in, like, um the process of fashion. Like, the process of picking their outfits and, like, you yeah. know, being more involved in making of them as well. Whereas now, like, you go online for five minutes, you pick something, and you're like, oh, I'll wear this this weekend. Like... Whereas before, like, people thought about it, like, people had to make it, you know, it yeah, was just, there was so, so much true. more, like, this like, sounds so silly, like, there was so much more, like, thought and, like, love put into clothes, and I think, like, I would love to go back to that sort of way, do you know, yeah. that there's a story behind your clothes. And I think as well, I, I, think that- I heard this somewhere, and I just thought it was so true, that, like, there's a difference between fashion, being fashionable and being stylish, and like so many people like yeah. like, being stylish is, like, you have your own style, you are able to, like, you know express whatever style you want to but being fashionable is just like you're just hopping on trends like and like that doesn't really mean you're any bit stylish like because you're just copying what you see and you're just being so heavily influenced and like so obsessed with like trends and stuff and I think like people should start to like try and separate those things a bit much because I, I feel like for me sometimes I think I'm a bit ignorant or just naive because like in my head I I'm just not in the scene where like I would be heavily influenced by influencers anyway but obviously there yeah. is such a big market for that so there obviously is a lot of people who are and all those people are just like exactly. clones like they're just buying whatever like I've yeah. never actually bought anything off of one of those like is it affiliate links or or do you know the swipe ups like when you get like yeah, 10% yeah. off I've never actually no, done I, that yeah but I assume there's so many girls who do like and boys as well I'm sure yeah um but yeah I, don't I know. guess I I suppose people want to like feel like that they kind of like fit in or something I suppose I suppose it's kind of it's a part of growing up as well I suppose it's more like I would say younger people yeah I think probably so too. like and there's certain scenes like as well you know that. like some scenes yeah. are like really like, like charity shop like like that that just fits your style anyway because I feel like sometimes I do feel sorry yeah. for like even my sister like she wouldn't be someone who would want to wear like <laughs> like grace she wouldn't want to be wearing like yeah. charity shop like <laughs> denim jackets or like oversized shirts or yeah, anything like I that understand, you know yeah so like it's hard to find in charity shops like tight tops that are like the pretty little thing look because like yeah. pretty little thing isn't really charity shop attire like i do feel sorry for those people because yeah because like if you aren't like into vintage fashion and like your style is we'll say how would you say? I suppose like pretty little thing kind of a style. 
Yeah. Like there isn't a whole pile out there unless you're lucky enough to find bits yeah. in a charity shop. Because obviously the away. whole idea of a charity shop yeah. is just to give in bags of the clothes you don't want. So it's not saying that it's not possible. Yeah. But it's just like a lot of the clothes are more like kind of outdated. But like if you're into that exactly. style, like yeah. you're fine. But like if you're not, it's just, it's like I, if you go into a charity shop, you're going to be guaranteed you'll find some oversized stuff. But if you go in, there's no guarantee you'll find like a little bodycon dress or something, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So, I suppose the ideal really would be able to have like sustainable clothes and sustainable fashion like that are like ethical fully and but like at the same time like they're still like look like the clothes that you would buy on Pretty Little Thing and at the same price well maybe not the same price because that isn't ethical but like at a price that it's like affordable for people yeah. like that would I be like that's why a dream, as well but, like, like that's probably a long time away um Depop is so popular now as well which is good because yeah. not saying that like you know, I think a lot of people as well, they think that, like, they justify buying from Pretty Little Thing because in their head they're like, okay, well, I'll actually sell it on Depop afterwards. So that cancels it out because then I'm passing uh, it on to someone else. I know what you else. mean. Yeah. But, um, like, I know. <laughs> that's not right either. But, like, I think that, that like... That bugs me so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> but then Depop, it actually is such a good thing. And, like, you know, if you already have... Cause I love I, Depop. I have dresses from Boohoo. I have dresses, but... I don't actually I don't know if I have dresses for really thing but I have you know fast fashion dresses that I bought like previously um that I've I've yeah. tried to sell on Depop because I just don't wear them but like so obviously for situations like that like yeah work away or even you know you are going to buy stuff on pretty thing you know people like aren't perfect like people will um but yeah. it, it is a good idea to sell on Depop it doesn't justify buying it in the first place but like it definitely yeah. kind of I guess soothes it a bit like um yeah but, I suppose as well like I'm kind of guilty of that as well not like I don't buy stuff on Pretty Little Thing or anything but like I will go on Depop like and like I could end up buying something from well I'm not saying Pretty Little Thing but like I could end up buying fast fashion off Depop yeah yeah and like you could you you could argue that like that's not right either because like I am secondhand supporting yeah I get what you mean <laughs> fast fashion brands if that makes sense so am I doing the right thing I I don't know like I kind of battle myself about yeah, that I'm like same. I'm going on Depop the, am I still doing I suppose that's the same with charity shops as well though like it there is like it is there is an argument to say like that you're still supporting yeah I think as well though it's important to remember yeah that like we're only human like we all live like all right why am I getting deep <laughs> but yeah like, literally we all only have like so many like strengths and stuff and like at the end of the day like do you know, just because you're aware of sustainable fashion, it doesn't mean that you're immune to like capitalism or like um exactly, influencers and stuff true. like that. Like you're still being influenced whether you realize it or not. And like, even if you're not being influenced, you know, you might have, you know, my style generally would be like charity shop and vintage. But every now and again, like I would want to wear like, you know, like a bodycon skirt or like a bodycon dress if I'm going yeah. out. And like, it is hard to come by like in a charity shop and stuff. Yeah. So like, it is sometimes you know sometimes you are you just just give in to weakness basically and like I don't think that makes you like a really shitty person because I do agree that I do think that like to be honest like me like you know a little like country girl from Limerick or whatever buying not (laughs) refusing to buy like boy cotton pretty little thing that's not really going to make a whole pile of exactly to be honest like I think the big difference even like a couple hundred people, that's not going to make that much of a difference to their profits or anything. Like the change really does have to come from the top. And even though obviously what people want, what consumers want determines what they're going to sell and like what they're going to do. That's what I was, but yeah, that's at what the I was same time, earlier. I do think there needs to be more incentives from like the government and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah basically what i'm saying is i do think that it's important that we are responsible with our choices and like what we're buying and stuff but i don't think that like it completely falls back on us because it's gonna have to come from higher up like it's gonna have to be more yeah. doing with profits and stuff like that um it is a vicious cycle um as i was saying earlier like it is like it, uh, during that webinar actually it was kind of like we were trying to like determine who the actual we'll say who actually has to make the change whether it's the top we'll say or us and yeah. like it kind of it kind of falls like it like ultimately like the person at the top like so like ceos or actual shareholders of companies or whatever they actually do have the power but at the same time they will have to make changes if they see that people yeah exactly. aren't buying their stuff but like I, I get what you mean like one person isn't going to make a difference but yeah i guess i think it falls somewhere person, in between to be honest it's kind of a gray area yeah i guess one person like could make i suppose i don't know like i suppose oh, if i say i suppose one more time like i just actually get my <laughs> sentence out like <laughs> just like that i don't know like i know that like since i've started like buying like stuff from vintage shops and stuff i know that like my friends have definitely been more not that i'm saying that i influenced them or anything but like they would definitely be more aware because i talk about it so much yeah and like they would definitely try their best to like shop vintage and not and not just shop from pretty little thing or anything like that do you know what i'm saying yeah like there so definitely think, like, is power to the people like do you know i definitely yeah do think there so. is a, there probably is a domino effect like but it might happen for you know a long time like it could take yeah. years like for and i mean like fully the work of people like keelan and stuff shouldn't be like undercredited either like she has definitely she's not like 50k followers like as in that's 50k people who you know let's say even if only 40 of them engage yeah. with her content that's still forty thousand people who are like listening to her talk about sustainable fashion and stuff and like even if you don't like consciously believe in it subconsciously it's like sinking in somewhere and like if they're going away yeah. if even only thirty thousand of them are going away and talking to their friends about what they've heard from her they're passing it on to more yeah. people so like there definitely have to- is power in that too you know yeah i have to say like she is definitely one person that like educated me so much yeah i'm the like, same she yeah. definitely i wouldn't know well i suppose pro- maybe now i would because it's a bit more talked about but like even a year ago she was talking about stuff that not a lot of people were talking about yeah definitely. and because of her like i knew more than like than i would have if i was on my own like if i wasn't what following her like she was so educated on the whole thing yeah she knows a load on it like it's kind yeah. of hard to find and information she... on it too though because i've tried looking it up yeah. before and like it's harder to do than you think but like you can find yeah. loads but like trying to find like verified sources was kind of hard like because like, yeah, it's it's accurate information yeah. that is a difficult thing to come and then across. you might be on one website that claims it's like environmental blah 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 and they'd give you one yeah. statistic then you go on another one that says it's some environmental thing again and they'd have a totally different one so like i don't know it's yeah. trying to like find the balance i actually have a huge fear of being fooled by brands like you know if i would like buy something and they're like oh this is like recycled materials or it's or something like that yeah. like i'm just like i really really hope i'm not being fooled like i i it's actually something i worry about i'm like i really hope this is actually is recycled materials because i'm here and i'm posting about this yeah, and i'm like oh these are so nice like look at these things they're so like normal fashion but it's actually all recycled materials because i ordered um this is actually last summer but like these bikinis from I think it's weekday or the weekend. Oh yeah, I, I, I know weekday. the one you're on about. I've heard of that loads. Yeah, and um, they do advertise themselves as sustainable, don't they? 
that see right this is the thing right and i ordered these bikinis and i was so like impressed by these and um i think i remember you doing this and being like so excited i was so excited about this i was like they look like something you would buy like normally like because normally sometimes sustainable stuff is old or it's like you know it wouldn't be on trend so to say like but these were so nice i was obsessed with them and basically that was fine anyway they were recycled materials wore them they're so nice but i went into the shop weekday i think it's weekday i hope it's right weekday and yeah, not I, weekend. I think it's I think weekday. weekday i think it's weekday <laughs> and um i went into the shop i think it was copenhagen i was in at christmas and i went in like they had a shop and it was the first time i'd ever been to the actual shop because i obviously ordered them online and like their stuff was like a lot of their stuff wasn't recycled materials or it was made in like china or like and I was heartbroken because I was like, oh my God, I hope those bikinis that I spent yeah. a full summer talking about were actually recycled materials. And like, I'm sure they are because it would be false advertising. But I was just, I just, I thought the brand was kind I of know. fully sustainable That's or like almost the there. That's what I was kind of saying <laughs> earlier. Weren't. It's like they look for loopholes, like, because obviously they have like lawyers and like a legal team who can help them yeah, like word exactly. things and know what they can say and what they can't <laughs> and how they can like manipulate you. So I'm really skeptical yeah. of that stuff as well um so my you just don't know because i just i would hate i would hate because you'd look like such a freak like if you're here and i'm like bragging about how good this is like everyone should be sustainable like buy these bikinis like and then you find out they're actually not or something and were they expensive molly because i always find like i always have such like battle like internal battle because like let's say you know there's certain things like i'm fine with buying most of my clothes in charity shops that's grand for me but you know when it comes to stuff like underwear socks and yeah like bikinis like even because i was meant to be on my i'm meant to be on my erasmus now like in malta and like i wanted to buy bikinis and i was looking for like sustainable ones but like i don't have a lot of money like you know i can't really be forking out like yeah you know 50 euro for a top 30 euro for a bottom that's 80 euro for a bikini i don't exactly have that money like you know um and that was actually my issue as well in yet because i was going on holidays last summer and i was like i wanted to get nice bikinis but like i was obviously trying to do it sustainably and they actually weren't that expensive. I think they were like bottom tops were like the bottom was like twelve or the top was fifteen or something. Oh my God, like they that's weren't actually, actually very good. They actually weren't that bad. But like that actually gives me anxiety now thinking about it. I'm like, I really, really hope they actually are recycled yeah. materials, like you know what I mean? I but they are advertised, so like I suppose I they are. I think as well with like um, sustain like for me, this is kind of what I've come to in my own head because I actually did like struggle with the ethics of this like when it would come to like I was saying there about like buying like bikinis and stuff because like I don't really feel comfortable buying stuff in charity shops like um yeah bikinis or like especially not underwear I don't know can can you do that but um like I just I think that like it's just important I think once you do your best because there's only like I was saying there's only like so much you can do and like especially the other thing to remember is like it would be easy to like save the world and like do you know, fight for this and make a difference if you had loads of money in your back pocket but like the other side of it do you know if you were to live like completely like environmentally friendly it just wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to do it like i live in the country i wouldn't be able to cycle or walk to limerick like yeah. to college or whatever like i like that's just it's not reasonable like you wouldn't be able to do it and like yeah it's just like i think you can only expect so much of yourself like i think you can only do as yeah. much as you can do within your reach because there's no point like you know spending all your money on a load of like sustainable like socks and underwear and stuff yeah. and then not having enough to eat or anything i know that seems a bit dramatic but like that's i you know it's I'm like i think you just have to do what you can within your reach but like yeah. you know don't when i say do what you can i don't mean do that whole justifying being like okay well 
I can only really afford to buy all this stuff on Pretty Little Thing, but I'll sell it on Depop afterwards. Like, not like that. Like, if you're just, if you try and, like, for me anyway, I try to buy most of my clothes in charity shops. Sometimes there might be, like, even there, I'd like no leggings at home. And, like, I've been um trying to, like, work out and walk and stuff more. And, like, yeah. I, you know, I don't have the option of going to a charity shop and stuff. So I had to order them online, like. Yeah. And, um, you know, usually I wouldn't do that, but, like, I'm just you know it's like I'm weighing it up yeah. like and I so I bought them um but I think like I just try and keep my buy my underwear and stuff like that like maybe even like pajamas swimsuits they're kind of the things I buy from fast fashion like I would very very rarely yeah buy anything like a dress or anything straight up but I don't really wear heels and dresses anyway um yeah, yeah. but like that would be a very rare occurrence but I think once you just do yeah. what you can yeah I think it's easy to like sit here and like be like oh don't buy fast fashion or don't like and I I kind of feel bad now because I was really passionate at the start but like there are people who actually can't afford to buy stuff that are sustainable I suppose charity shops yeah but like I suppose yeah (laughs) they can buy in charity shops but like I suppose people like if they want to look stylish and they want to fit in maybe or something they, they feel like they have to buy fast fashion so I don't know it's easy to like sit here and be like oh buy don't buy fast fashion buy cottage but I suppose there are some people who who maybe can't yeah it's just oh it is a sticky one because it's like it's one of those situations where like you say something but then at the end you're like but I don't know (laughs) because it is like it's such a gray area like and then I feel um, weird being because then I don't know I don't want to seem like I'm like on my high horse like I know all this because like really I don't like I just do I'm lucky that I did get to like sit down and like have a talk with Keelan about all this and like learn from her and also like do I did my own research for um this article and like talking to reen and stuff yeah but like i'm also very aware like i'm not in it i don't have a degree in this like i'm not an expert like i yeah. don't know um i only really know as much as don't you know, i have google the same as everyone else like anybody else could find the information yeah. i found um but yeah exactly I, I don't know i just think it is like i don't know i th- feel like especially around sustainable fashion people should be kind of less afraid to actually like talk about it and not be so afraid of like getting stuff wrong because I think it is a case where there does need to be like more of a discussion on it yeah and I suppose people are doing their bit like if, as long as you're like trying or making the effort like I know like a lot of people like that I be friends with like a lot of them do buy vintage and a lot of them they buy vintage now like it's becoming like old clothes are becoming fashionable like yeah it's true in that kind of way like it is it's in vogue like to be dressed in vintage like head to toe so yeah. I suppose I suppose it's, that's kind of going against like the whole thing we said about like sustainability as a trend but like I suppose in that sense it is a good thing like the yeah. people are jumping on that bandwagon because it is there's just the as well day, like, like there's so much to it like to sustainability like if you were to yeah. include like you know so the workers are like one side of it but then even aside from that it's like you have to consider like the actual like where the fat like because even for cotton I know I was when I was doing this I was reading that like organic cotton isn't actually technically good for the environment or sustainable because it yeah, takes so much land earlier, yeah, yeah it takes so much land and water and water to grow it. so like there's so many questions about that and then there's also like you know the dyes um like even there's some stuff like that after I think it was Keenan was telling me this that like I think it's polyester that after even when you have yeah. worn it when you wash it every time you wash it it releases more chemicals and which is like you don't yeah. hear about that either and then there's like the transportation of like actually what like like the effects on the environment of it actually being delivered like there's just yeah. it's such a huge thing like there's so much to it and there's I don't think any that- one person is capable of do- get taking all those boxes 
exactly because there's those microplastics in so many clothes yeah. as well so even if you're buying off depop anytime you wash those clothes or wash a lot of clothes you are sending little tiny pieces of plastic back into the ocean or wherever yeah. it goes like our entire rivers or whatever so like there is so much to like consider I'd like, like yeah. i'd like yeah i'd like to see how it plays out in like the next 10 years like, i definitely think how, though, that like schools like secondary schools like should bring in some kind of like if i don't know if someone because i know keelan actually mentioned this um about how she'd love to go to schools and i actually was doing my research yeah. for this around the same time and i was looking up is there any place that does that and i couldn't find anything but i feel like it would be do you know when you're in secondary school and you'd have people come in and give you talks about like alcohol abuse or like drug abuse that and stuff so i feel cool. like it would be so good if you had someone who came in and talked to what talked to you about like um sustainable fashion and explained like the environmental effects even if they went to primary schools and if they like taught yeah. you how to like sewing stuff or even not even just for everyone yeah. in general but if you do art because loads of people who do art in secondary school think of going um on to do fashion so like why yeah. isn't there more of a fashion section in art like for leaving exactly. you could be learning how to sew or even just learn like the basics how to mend something yourself or like do you have to yeah. upstyle something I, exactly i think that's so important and i think that should 100 percent be brought into schools I think everyone, even in primary school, I was taught to sew in primary school. Yeah, it's. I remember we learned to knit and sew and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think they should be, like, compulsory. Like, I think that should be just a given, like, because that would avoid people, like, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but, like, if someone gets, like, a hole or a rip or something in clothes, instead of throwing it away, like, fix it, that saves so much. Like, that, like, that has such a ripple effect, like, in a positive way on so much because like, like, you're not buying something new like you're not and you learn like so much more as a child as well like way more sinks in yeah. so like if you're taught this stuff from a really young age it's going to be ingrained in your brain like for us it's harder exactly. because we have to undo like 21 years of like bad habits or whatever you know exactly. so like especially it's really important i think it's more important than ever for because fast fashion only kind of took off when we were like older like we were already born like but that's for one thing kids brilliant. being born yeah, into it like, now like they're like this yeah. is their life like i feel like people forget as well the fast fashion always it wasn't always there yeah like it's only something that's like come in in the last while like you know it's obviously been developing over a few decades but like like i was saying like in the 60s like people were way more conscious or like, yeah, even, like i don't know why i keep saying the 60s that's because i wrote about it a few weeks ago <laughs> but like um just like people were so much more like aware of what the people made their own clothes so much more yeah and, like, definitely because we live in such a fast-paced like yeah. world whatever people are always on the go and stuff but like if you have the right skill set like it doesn't actually take that long to make a top no, or to make a skirt like you'd have it made so quickly and like i get as well and, that like it's not i wouldn't want to like force it on everyone that everybody has to be able to sew because obviously like do you know it's like you could say the same like everybody should learn how to build a house but then there'd be no builders there'd be yeah. no market for it so like exactly. i get that like it's better to have like a small group of like skilled people who could actually make a profession in that yeah, but i that I, I, yeah. I still think that in school you should still have the opportunity like we all have to learn maths we all have to learn like i know okay maths probably a bad example because everybody needs yeah. that but like don't you know, we all have to learn like history blah, blah, not everybody goes on to be a historian or whatever so like exactly um I think that like it should be brought in as something to be taught because then it's like planting the seed in people's heads and it'll teach some people yeah. oh I hate that I never want to do that but for some people exactly. be like you know what I don't mind this I might actually want to do that because it's hard when you're younger like to be because I used to be like oh I'd love to do 
fashion like when I was younger but like I didn't really have any actual like you know I didn't actually yeah. have any concept of what that was because all I would see it from is yeah. in movies um so I think it's something that should be taught to give people that taster of like okay this is what this is that is true so I think that kind of pretty much sums up the whole story um we kind of went over as well just talking about our own personal takes on um sustainable fashion but I hope this rant (laughs) makes sense um for everyone who's listening um and yeah I think that kind of covers everything we had to talk about. Um, I guess yeah, one thing I everybody so. could do is, well, if you don't already follow Rian or you don't already follow Keelan, you definitely should. And another thing I recommend is watching The True Cost, that documentary. I think it's on Netflix. And I found that really good. Like, it's really yeah, it's eye-opening. Good. Like, it gives you kind of a better feel. Like, obviously, well, it probably explained it better than both of us. Um, but it just yeah. gives an all-around feel for all the different aspects. And you actually get to see... Um, like Bangladesh and stuff and do you know like we were mentioning earlier like it's easy when you're going into pennies and stuff because you're obviously thousands of miles away from um, Bangladesh it's easy to distance yourself from that stuff but when you're watching it and you actually see it it's hard to get those like visions out of your head because you're actually like you have an awareness then of what that what their life actually looks like Um, exactly so I think that's like a really good thing to do um but yeah that kind of sums up sustainable fashion the green is the new black the story featured in issue 001 um so i hope you all enjoy also there's going to be a competition is releasing um it'll be today when this launches um, so there'll be more information on that so keep a lookout and thanks for listening